Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. The Daily Dollop podcast is proudly brought to you by The Capital Chemist, Australia's premium community pharmacy where loyalty matters. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting about healthy snacking. We're going to go deep into what to eat and how to develop a healthy daily snacking habit. Welcome back to The Daily Dollop Podcast, everyone. If you're joining me for the first time today, we are episode three into a full five-part episode series, a deep dive into healthy snacking and building a habit around healthy snacking. My name's Kate. I'm a registered nutritionist. I love custard-filled cannolis as my bakery treat of choice. What do you like to eat from the bakery? I would love to know. Hit me up on social media. Bakery treats are one of the best out there. I've got an excellent bakery that I go to at the Fishwick Markets, which is our local market in Canberra. There's a few markets. It's my local market. It's my favourite. I actually had a photo shoot there today on the day that I'm recording this just to do some photos and freshen up the old headshot. And I went to the Fishwick Markets, which is one of my favourite places did really dumb things with kale while there were, you know, very sensible people shopping around me. (laughs) It was fun. I'm looking forward to seeing the photos. I will definitely be sharing them once I get them. But let's get stuck into today's episode. We've chatted about a number of things. We've talked about the frequency of eating. We've talked about whether snacking is necessary or not. We've also talked about building a balanced meal and how eating adequately at our main meals just helps us be better in control of our appetite and manage our snacks better. And so in this session, I'm going to go into detail on building the optimum snack and what makes up a healthy snack. Right at the beginning, as we get stuck in, I do want to say that there are no rules. And you know this about me. There are key nutrition principles, certainly, that science tells us promote health in our bodies, but those principles can be applied in a myriad of different ways. And so what I'm going to take you through in this episode is the snack plate model. Now, this is a model that we actually developed in-house at the Healthy Eating Clinic. The plate model that I talked about in the last episode and I've talked about in previous episodes, has actually been developed, I don't know, but a lot of dietitians use the model. It was not developed by me at all. I'd like to say it was, but it wasn't. Um, and it's used by dietitians around the world as being a really great model. And I do believe that there are some countries whose dietary guidelines are built around the plate model. So that's kind of cool. But we really love that model. It's just a really nice framework for teaching people nutrition really practically. And so the snack plate model was something that we developed just to give a similar framework to building snacks, just to help someone practically pull together a snack for themselves. And so based on all the things that we've been talking about throughout this series is I believe that a snack has really two key purposes. The first purpose is to provide you with some fuel. So 
if we're thinking about why we would snack, it's because we're getting hungry or there's going to be, you know, a good five, six hours in between meals and so we're hungry and it's time for us to eat um, because we're not going to make it through to the next meal. So our body's needing some fuel and the snack is the perfect vehicle to deliver some fuel to the body and we're going to get that fuel from some carbohydrates, some proteins and some fats in whatever we choose to eat. So the second reason then is we want the snack to be filling and satisfying. I don't know about you but I've had particular times over the years, particularly when I've undereaten at meals or skipped a meal, either purposely because I used to do that very stupidly when I was very young or accidentally, which is the most common occurrence for me because believe it or not, I forget my lunch frequently. Uh, My brain is just so full. It has so many tabs open that bringing lunch just, yeah, it's like down there on the priority list, which is something I need to work on. But essentially, um, I, I feel so starving because I've either skipped a meal or, you know, whatever's happened and I grab something to eat, but I just become insatiable and a bottomless pit and I can't stop. And it's just like, I have this little packet of chips oh, and then I'll have a little packet of shapes. Oh, there's a chocolate biscuit. Oh, there's some cheese and crackers, right? Oh, I might have some muesli and yogurt. And I just feel like I'm so hungry. I can't fill up. So the ideal snack is to provide us with some fuel and certainly some nourishment along with that fuel. But we also want that snack to be nice and satisfying. So then it's really nipping that hunger in the butt and then allowing us to continue on um, until we can get to our next meal. And so with as with the plate model, we use a plate for this, this snack model. But instead of a dinner plate, it's your side bread plate size. So you can call it a snack plate. It's traditionally a bread plate, but think about the smaller plate is the one I'm referring to. And you want to actually cut that plate into thirds. And of the thirds on this plate, you can pick two out of the possible three food options to build yourself a snack. You can pick all three if you want to. And particularly if you're feeling extra hungry and need something a little bit more substantial. But the idea of this model is often if you pick a couple of foods, at least two, two to three foods to build your snack out of, It can just help it be that little bit more filling. You get that little bit more dietary variety, so a couple of different food groups. And often the combination of foods together in the same little snack can just help it be that little bit more filling. It's a nice way of thinking about creating a snack that's just a little bit more exciting than grabbing a piece of fruit, which is all well and good. And there's been plenty of times in my life and currently where having a just a simple piece of fruit in between meals is absolutely adequate, particularly if my meals are really nice and satisfying. But I do often find that the piece of fruit on its own just doesn't cut it and pairing it with another food can just help it be much more satisfying. So of the three segments on your plate, the first segment is you want to choose a fiber rich food. And so fiber is a key nutrient that's got extensive research under its belt for being beneficial for health. It helps with weight management, blood sugar level management, boosting gut health and helping you feel full and satisfied. So it's a pretty stellar nutrient really. So when you're thinking about building a snack, choosing something that's a good source of fiber is going to help you feel full and satisfied as well as providing some gut boosting benefits as well. Feed that good bacteria in your large intestine. 
The next third of your plate is you want to add in a protein-rich food. Protein's also been found to be satiating and to help manage appetite, you know, throughout the day. The addition of there being other nutrients in your meals that any kind of carbohydrates and sugars in the mix of the fiber and the protein and the fats are just delivered into the bloodstream more gradually. So just making that snack more beneficial to managing appetite and your blood sugar levels long-term. Then the last third of your plate, you might guess it, but it's a fat-rich food. Fat also being a nutrient that's been shown to be satiating. I find that the fat-rich foods really bring the joy because of how great they taste and their mouthfeel, etc. I think fat's my favourite nutrient. Nuts, seeds, avocado, extra virgin olive oil. I love those things. Any excuse to add them to a meal. So your optimum fat is going to be two and or three of one, a food from each of those groups. So a fibre-rich food, a fat-rich food and a protein-rich food. And the example that comes straight to mind is your fibre-rich food being a, a very generous handful of strawberries, the fat-rich food being a small handful of nuts and the protein-rich food being a tub of yogurt. And so eaten all together, the yogurt, strawberries and nuts fills that snack plate up very, very nicely and actually is a very satiating but low energy option that's full of nutrition to keep you going in between meals. And there are stacks of ideas that you can pull together, like food combos. How great are food combos? I freaking love food combos. Um, to this builds not, you know, a really unlimited number of different snacks. So let's start with some ideas on what would be your fiber-rich foods from a snack perspective. First things first is fruit. So where I say oh, eating fruit on its own sometimes doesn't cut it, fruit paired with something else often always does. So fruit is a fantastic fiber-rich option. Most serves of fruit, so a serve of fruit is one large piece, one apple, one orange, one banana, or two smaller pieces, so two kiwi fruit, two mandarin, etc. A serve of fruit is between three to five grams of fiber and you need around 30 grams of fiber a day. So if, if you eat two pieces of fruit a day, you're getting nearly a third of your daily fiber needs just in the fruit there. Um, amazing. So fruit is a, a fantastic fiber-rich option that you can plan for your snacks. The second fiber-rich option for snacks is vegetables. So think cherry tomatoes, carrot sticks, cucumber snicks, snicks sticks, snow peas, sugar snap peas, green beans, right? All the things that are really nice and easy to eat raw that take really little prep, great source of fiber and nutrition and can be an excellent part of a snack. Veggies on their own for a snack, probably not going to be super satisfying, but pair that with some fat rich or protein rich foods and you've got something that's really satiating as well as taking some time to eat because you've got to like bite and crunch and munch them. Other fiber-rich options are your whole grains. They could be oats, you know, wheat, so grainy whole grain crackers or grainy bread or toast, rye toast, even brown rice can be great options that you can make little snacks out of. And then, of course, legumes. So baked beans, a little tin of four bean mix, some roasted chickpeas. Again, are some really lovely high-fiber options that can be a great snack. 
All right, moving on to the next part of your plate, which is the protein-rich food. And so the key sort of snacky options that come to mind for protein-rich food are milk, you do a smoothie, yogurt, I've talked about that with adding nuts and fruit to that, cheese, fabulous paired with the fibre-rich food of apple or pear, particularly halloumi with apple. So yum. So is blue cheese with apple. That's really yummy too. I love that with red wine. (laughs) Oh, maybe we should build red wine into the snack plate model. Um, Anyway, just jokes. Tuna, tinned tuna, tinned salmon, eggs, even a really lovely ham off the bone or some, you know, some cold shredded chicken breast can be great protein rich options that you can build into a snack. Last part of your plate are your fats. And so things that come to mind from a snack perspective, avocado, nuts and seeds, hummus, dip, cream cheese, etc. Really lovely um, options that you can then pair with other foods. So hummus, great with veggie sticks and maybe a couple of cubes of cheese. You've got nuts and seeds paired with the yogurt and fruit, like I've mentioned before some cream cheese with some grainy crackers and maybe some tomato and cucumber slices, right? The combos start to become endless and all you need to do is use your imagination and then just trial and error and find the the options that just really float your boat. So I've got four more combos to finish off the episode today to give you some snack ideas to try, which are based on this snack plate model. So first idea is boiled eggs, avocado and cucumber, and then a nori sheet, which is the sushi sheet. And you can buy them just separately and essentially boil the eggs, slice them up, slice up the avocado, slice up the cucumber, wrap them in the nori sheet, a little bit of soy sauce. Yum. So good. That's a bit of a higher prep snack. Not appropriate on every days, but certainly if you've got time, particularly in the afternoons to make yourself that. Mm, that's going to be really nice and satisfying, particularly if dinner is not until later on in the evening. Second idea is brown rice cakes, or you could just use any kind of like nice whole grain cracker with hummus, with a slice of ham off the bone, and then some tomato. This is actually one of my favorite combos, ham, hummus, tomato on a cracker. One of my favorite snacks, really, really yummy. Another idea is just which is a bit of a lighter sort of lower energy option is carrot and capsicum sticks and a dip of your choice, hummus, tzatziki, a cream cheese based dip, guacamole, yum. And idea number four, tuna and four bean mix. Well, that is it for today's episode. I would love to hear about the snacks that you're trying after listening to the series this week. Please share your pics with me on social and I look forward to connecting with you in tomorrow's episode. A big thank you to the Capital Chemist and the Daily Dollop in crowd for their continued support of our show. We couldn't do this without them. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review. 